I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSCs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. That last caller, uh... You know, wasn't too happy about two-factor authentication. He got locked out of his device. And it was an old Apple 5, uh, iPhone 5. And, um, you know, nothing I can do about it, right? So, I mean, when you're talking about security, if you lock yourself out of it, whether you encrypt your laptop, if you lose the passphrase, we can't help you. If you have two-factor authentication and you lock yourself out of your system, nobody can help you. The idea of a lock is that you can't unlock it. Um, So, remember that. Write the stuff down so you can get get it open again. And I'm sure he did everything he could. It could also be a problem with the two-factor on the old um, iPhone 5. Just speaking of that, he reminded me that if you run an iPhone 5 and you haven't updated to the latest iOS by November 3rd. Tomorrow. Right. You'll know, and you've got to do it by the, uh, or, or do it by then, or, uh, or your app store won't work anymore, your iCloud email won't work, and your browsing won't work. Now, of course, the drawback is once you update and stick all that iOS on your iPhone 5, it'll probably not work after you're done because <laughs> it'll fill it up. Uh, just kidding. I'm sure it'll work fine. Um, although you never know with Apple because they're planned obsolescence policies. But definitely, if you still like your app, Apple iPhone 5 and you haven't updated it, you need to do it by the 3rd or you'll, uh, you're will you not going to have a functioning by device. tomorrow. Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't run an Apple device, so I don't have these issues. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'll drop you tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get to your calls. We have three lines open. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're going to go to Neil in Berlin. Hey, Neil, what's up? Hi. Uh, I'm in the market for a new computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, a laptop, just a family laptop. Uh, yep. the, the one I have now is over seven years old and runs Windows 7. Yep. And um, so I, I was looking at them, and uh, I was wondering what would be the best way to transfer the data, you know, pictures and software and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if I go to, one, you know, some place like uh, Best Buy, you know, they have a group that will do it for like $100. Yeah. Uh, I called uh, another uh, small computer store in the area, and they were wanting to do it for like twenty nine to forty nine dollars. Hmm. Um, what do you guys recommend for uh, the transferring of data from an old, you know, laptop to a, a new laptop? Well, it's pretty simple. You could do it yourself. It's a copy and paste. Um, you need an intermediary hard drive, so you need to spend fifty bucks on a hard drive. I assume you have a backup running now, right? I have a backup hard drive, yeah. Yeah. So you can make a directory, and you're going to you know, call it whatever you want, uh, transfer. Go to your old Windows 7 laptop, look for the files you'd like 
to move to the new one and copy them into this new transfer directory. Right? Then take that hard drive, plug it into the new laptop, and go ahead and copy those files into the directories you'd like to put them in. Put your pictures in pictures, put your documents in documents. It's that, it's that simple. So it's a copy and paste. There's absolutely no magic involved in moving your files and to pay those folks to do that is not necessary. And then sure. again, there, I don't know how much you trust these guys looking at your stuff. Well, that that was question number two, really. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, how do I know, you know, you know, like trusting looking at stuff? Are they putting tracking software on my, uh, <laughs> uh, you know? Uh, they're not going to do that, I highly suspect. Well, you never know, right? Because who knows who they're hiring. But the point is, you, you don't, you're giving your computer with all its data on it. All the things that, if I went to your home and sat down at your computer, you wouldn't want me poking around in, right? And you know me. From the no, radio, you wouldn't no, want me I doing mean, it, right? That links to you know our four hundred one k's, right? Password cheat sheets and yeah. things like that. And again, you would never invite them into your home to sit down your computer to look at all that stuff, would you? No, but you're going to hand your computer over to them on a counter and say, "Copy my life to this from this computer to that one, and don't look at anything." Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> make sure yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of a weird weird issue, right? So if, if you can do this yourself, it's a copy and paste, Neil. It's really not rocket science, um, okay. and it still stays within your purview. Yeah, and uh, I, okay, I, I I I may give that a shot. Maybe I'll, I'll look at some some you know. How so copy, that. see <laughs> users your profile name. So if you log in and in your name is what you call it, then yeah. there'll be a profile under C users on the on the hard drive. Right. That's 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 your profile. Copy that over. Now from there you can get your favorites. You can get your desktop icons. You can get uh, your downloads. Uh, you know uh, your pictures, whatever it is that you saved in your profile. Put it this way, Neil. If I can learn how to change the oil on my lawnmower, yeah, which yeah. is definitely a challenge. For, for a guy like me, yeah. you can do this. Yeah, God, I'm I'm a holdout and still change the change the oil on my cars. See, <laughs> so. you're you're highly skilled as far as I'm concerned. Copying yeah. your data from one computer to another should not require a third party. Okay, and um, finally, uh, this is a list that, that that's been given to me by my wife, who went off to the gym rather than call you guys. So All I right. do it. Yeah. She's saying, what do you guys recommend? Is she talking about renting a modem versus we uh, buy a, a new modem? You uh, buy it. Buy it. So, what, what's your internet company? Comcast. Yeah, so you go to your local, near here you can go to your local big box, Staples, Best Buy, and say, hey, I'd like to buy a Comcast-capable modem. Okay. And you buy it. And uh, then you buy your own router and spend a couple hundred bucks. It'll pay for itself. If you look at what you're paying monthly for the rental, you'll pay, it'll pay for itself. So okay. then what you're going to do when you get it and you plug it in, call Comcast, and they're going to want to know what the MAC address of your new modem is. Right. MAC has nothing to do with McDonald's. Yeah. It's a unique identifying number. And then It'll they'll be on the bottom of the device. And they'll say, congratulations to you, Neil. Thank you for punting our hardware to the curb. And here is the authentication to use your own modem. And now you – I mean, cable companies make like a third of their money renting hardware to us now then you got to take the old box that they yes. their old modem and bring, bring it, it back. back to them or they'll keep or renting they'll it keep to you charging you for it <laughs> oh oh yeah 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 i figure that yeah and then you can get a eventually you know if you're ever looking to cut the cut the cable you can then send back your tv tuner as well and do that as well 
Well, yeah, I, yeah, I've been listening to. Uh, yeah, we would love to cut uh, our Comcast out of our TV. We're 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 down, you know, to one device in the house. And I was listening to the Lucky Guys, and where was it? West Hartford. Uh, oh, yes. You know, they're yeah, so lucky. Good deal they have. Yeah, but you could easily do that yourself with Comcast. Just uh, say, hey, I want 100 megabits or less for internet, and it's all you need. It's all you're going to pay them, and then you just plug in a streaming device, whether it's a Roku, whether it's a Shield, whether it's Apple TV. You buy that hardware once, and then you pay for whatever your streaming service is, whether it's YouTube TV or or right. Netflix or Amazon Prime. Everyone's got Amazon Prime these days, it seems, and that's got so much content. It's 100 bucks a year. Yeah, we actually have that. My wife uh, oh, says- yeah. We have that, and we are not utilizing it as well as we should be. Amazing but. content. Now that the clocks are going to go going back, we're all going to be stuck in our in our um, homes. You know, nothing to do. What, what can we do? We can binge binge whatever is on the old stream. Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, I think you answered my question. One was do it yourself. Two yeah. was you know uh, 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 you know I, I you know they don't you know it's not a good idea to have a third party. And then right. the final one is to buy the. Uh, the modem and, and the router. Yeah. You'll save money in no time. You'll have all extra money to take your wife out to dinner. There you go. Everyone wins. <laughs> take care. Have a good day. All right, Neil. You too. Actually, I heard, I saw another thing on the news. Some Somebody was whining about the climate impact of, of binging, binging things. Now, of course, that's a typical misnomer, right? Because any streaming is the same thing as binging. So the moment I cut the cable... For me to get inter- for me to get TV now is a much more electric intensive operation because the data the, the server farms that are required for Amazon to stick Netflix on its monster server farms produces massive amounts of carbon. So it's not binging; it's any streaming, right? In the old days, you just needed a rabbit ear with tinfoil on it, and that didn't produce a lot of uh, electricity costs for the broadcaster. They just stuck it on the pole here on Avon Mountain and broadcast it out to you. Now you need umpteen servers cooled down to a certain degree, backed up with generators. So it's not binging that's a, a climate issue. It's streaming in general, right? They don't want you to stream. <laughs> but you're, how are you going to get your stuff? How are you going to get your information? It's, it's, a, it's ridiculous. But when they talk about binging, when you're on the stream, it's the same thing. So I'm not sure why they're picking on binging if you're streaming. Well, there's somebody against some everything. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's always somebody. But as far as I'm concerned, streaming is the way to go to save some money on, on your cable bill. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. What I was talking about on the whole streaming thing is this is new information out. It's not new. It's just, come on. It's the same idea here. Um, this, these articles talk about, believe it or not, as I mentioned before on the show for the past 25 years, it's the porn industry that really created the Internet, and that wasn't Al Gore. And uh, so this part of this article talks about the fact that the watching of porn on the Internet is actually producing 300 million tons of carbon dioxide a year. <laughs> So as much carbon dioxide as the entire country of Belgium, Bangladesh, and Nigeria put together, just the pure watching of porn. And, of course, Netflix is is part of that problem, too. On-demand video services such as Netflix account for a third of that. Um, So, guys, I mean, it's 
It's it is what it is when it comes to this technology. You need energy. If you go online and you look up, you know, even Amazon AWS where they have these monster server forms, they don't even want to talk about how much energy they're utilizing and consuming. Um, you know, you can talk about carbon offsets all you want. You can buy as much trees as you want. Um, these these processes take up an awful lot of energy. A computer running a processor is a hot item. And imagine if you need a million people to stream the Irishman like the the caller wants to watch. It's not like broadcast TV. It's it's an expensive Rube Goldberg way to get your TV, but it works. And uh, we're all doing it to get away from the costs of cable TV. If cable TV wanted to talk about being green and lower their prices because they're not as they're not as energy intense, then maybe everyone would move that that back that way. Or let's go back to what broadcast used to be. There's not as much energy being used in broadcast. Stick up some antennas and broadcast it out versus streaming it down a pipe. Um, if, if if you care about these things. So again, I, I bring it up only because you talk about folk, you go to parties and you hear people talking about global warming and the climate dilemma. And then they're, they're, then they, then the next, their next breath, they talk about what they binged. You know, you, you can't be saying you're for one thing and then binge it on the next and not understand the impact you're making. Or then you say, hey, I'm going to go on a cruise. That's not the most clean way to vacation. <laughs> it's just not. Um, so I just, I digress. I just find it you know, hypocritical. Let's go on to John in Bristol and see what he's got going on. Hey, John. Morning, guys. Morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a fairly simple resolution, but uh, I have an Apple MacBook Pro 2015. Uh, I use their time machine for backup. Mm-hmm. I've got a two gig G technologies hard drive that I've overfilled. I did not um, delete any older files for my backup. Uh-huh. And now it won't, it doesn't recognize the drive. It cannot, you know, fill it up anymore because it's maxed out. Um, wow. I can, I can see it in disk utilities. So when I open up disk utilities, it's there. And I'm just wondering if the easiest thing to do would be to just erase the whole thing and start from scratch again. Wow. or if Because there's no way that I can get it into Time Machine to actually go back into the archives and delete some of the files, um, you know, that are probably a year old. But this is on a separate drive, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's full of backups, and it just let you fill it to the brim, and then it just said, I'm done. Yeah, even, even the last time the last time I tried to back it up, it didn't warn me that there wasn't enough space or anything like that, or you should you know delete some older ones. I didn't have it set up. Uh, I didn't even look into the, the settings probably to see if there was a way of purging stuff after it gets to be a certain age. Yeah. Um, so I just hooked it up and was doing my monthly backup on it, and it just kept going and going, and all of a sudden it said, you know, You're done. not enough, not enough space on the hard drive. And it's like, you can't even see it. Like I say, it doesn't show up in my locations, um, in you, my, you know, finder, but if I open disk utilities yeah. it's there as an external drive. Okay. So I'm just thinking the best thing to do is just erase it and can start you reach, it up again. Can you reach any part of it with uh, file explorer? File explorer. Well, What's he's that? using, he's equating it to a windows solution. It's a Mac. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure what they call a file explorer. However you browse. You're saying you couldn't browse to the drive, right? Yeah, I mean, if I go into my Apple, go to the if I go to the, uh, you know, Finder window. Finder, that's their version of Explorer. Yeah. Okay. So if, if I was to go to the Finder, you know, and just go into everything for, like, locations and stuff where it shows my regular hard drive or any external hard drives that I plug in, 
any of my other, you know, it doesn't show up drives that I, it doesn't show up. Gotcha. It's, it shows up in my tree under Thunderbolt because I have to use a US or a Firewire to Thunderbolt extend uh, adapter cable. Mm-hmm. So if I go into my um, systems folder and I go into the tree for external devices, it shows up there. And again, it shows up under disk utility, um, but it's, you know, it doesn't show up anywhere else. So I can't go in and, and find that hard drive and click in and see the folders of the history and, and delete any archives. Okay. Yeah, because the articles that we're finding talk about the ability to use Finder to go in there and and maybe move the backups folder to another piece of media, and you're not able to do even use Finder. Um, yeah, if, if I... Because we can put a link up here on this article that we found, but it talks about using Finder to get over to it, find that um, backups.backupdb folder, and yeah. uh, maybe relocate it um, to another disk. Well, I'll you know I'll I'll check the link that you guys post up before I go ahead and, and blow it away. Erase right? the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering. If it, it just seems like there's. I just can't seem to find it anywhere. Well, are we also confident that the drive is healthy? So, how long have you used that drive? Um, probably four years. Okay. It could be, believe it or not, a coincidence where the oh, it, yeah. it just failed at the same time. It, it looks to be full. Uh, well, it does show it full, you know, when I'm in my disk utility. It does definitely show it as full. But right, but you should be able to browse it. Even though it's full, yeah. you should still be able to look at the files on the full disk. It shouldn't fill itself so far that it's unreadable unless right. it's damaged. There may be some utility that I'm not aware of because I'm not a Mac person. But there right. may be some utility that will allow you to go, a third party, that allow you to go in and see the files and allow you to delete one or two of them so that it'll show up again. Right. There is right. a Mac utility you can run, right? There is a disk utility, right? Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's, it's just a standard disk utility, which I have, you know, like, I guess it was the old disk doctor or whatever that yep. was. Um, Does it show as a healthy drive? Um, if you run the utility, it should tell you whether yep. it's healthy or not. If it comes yeah, back, I, as, just, I just ran it and it says first aid process is complete, disk uh, is done, and it gives me a green check mark. So. Okay, so the drive's healthy. So you should be able yeah. to go maybe follow the article we're going to post it and try to relocate some of those backups uh, to another piece of media or delete them. Because yeah. um, it sounds like the drive I, that's is what fine. I'd like to do, but you know, if, if I, there's probably nothing of value on there at this point, you know. Yeah, you could always start fresh, like you're thinking. Yeah. Because you're not going to lose anything because your primary is still there, right? Right. Yeah, so you could just wipe it, start over, and no harm, no foul. It's just that in between the time that you back it up after you've wiped it, you're vulnerable. Just and that's it. when Murphy strikes. <laughs> just set your uh, thing to uh, overwrite files older than so many days, whatever. You yeah, probably should, yeah, you should be able to do that. Prob- that's, I, I just never really went in. I thought maybe I did, but, you know, sometimes, like, so many of these things, when you do an update for their iOS, things get set back to a default, and maybe yep. I didn't uh, go back in there and check that, and you know, just went on the assumption that I just plug it in and do my usual thing and let it run. But, yeah, uh, that sounds like what happened, probably. Yeah. All right, okay. John. Good luck. Um, I got to go to a break. Thing. I got to put you on hold. Okay. Yep. We're gonna go to a break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back, and we were on with John in Bristol. You still there, John? Yes, I am. All right. What was your second question? 
you guys, I, the streaming stuff. Yeah. I've, I've tried a couple things, you know, I've put an antenna back in the attic and got rid of, you know, Comcast outrageous prices for stuff. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest problem I'm finding and you know, it's the convenience is, you know, Comcast, you use one remote and you're good to go and everything else, you know, for family members and everything else to try and write a cheat sheet on how to get to, you know, Netflix or Hulu Oh, these things, you it's know, so I easy, mean, John. Like you say, the more streaming devices you get and stuff like that, it, no. it makes it more complicated for some people. You're misunderstanding than- it then. You need a better device. <laughs> you need a better device. So I agree with you, right? Because my, my – I hope she's not listening. My wife's not that good at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine too. So I yeah. Know what you're <laughs> so you need a good box. And so you get it, the Netflix uh, – not Netflix, the Net, uh, NVIDIA Shield like I talked about or Roku. Right, that. that. That one box can control them all. That it's, it's literally the size of a packet, a, a deck of cards. Oh, I know. I have a, I have a, I have an old Apple TV which was, you know, it's pre 4K. Yeah. I have an old Roku which is, you know, probably their second version. Yeah. Um, well, pick one to rule yeah. them all. You need one to rule them all. You can't run a bunch of them. You need to one. Yeah. And then well, um, they run all the different I, apps. And I am thinking about purchasing a new TV that has, you know, the built-in Roku or all that stuff. And then that way there, it definitely eliminates some of the the uh, confusion. But none of them are very easy to navigate anyway. Oh, they are. Oh, my gosh. They're simple. Are they? Yes. I'm telling you, look at the Shield. So this is Android TV. Very easy yeah. to navigate. Super easy to navigate. And the beauty of it is I take it with me. So when we go on vacation... Our entire entertainment, all TV channels I want, go with me. I plug yeah. it into the hotel TV. I plug it into the, the rental that we might be at. Plug it right in. If you put it on your TV, you're stuck with it on your TV. If you buy a device that can go with you, your TV can just work on being its best picture and not have yeah. to worry about the software updates. And I mean, updating your TV software, I mean, you know it's going to take forever. You may as well just get a box. Check, check out the Shield or just go to Apple TV. That's another high-end device you yeah, have there which is right so you know and my wife's already texting me i guess she heard she was listening uh, <laughs> yeah i think mine's listening in the bathroom right now too so but i'm telling you guys streaming is beautiful and the thing is when you when you when the tvs try to to throw it on their devices you 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 lose the ability to make a change right so my tv does have software built into it too but i chose a little box that I could take with me so that I can put that box in any TV I want. I can bring it wherever I want. You just, it's so tiny and small. It doesn't take up any space and it works right. beautifully because it's NVIDIA. NVIDIA is a company that produces right. oh, I video know. cards. I, I mean, they're, they're the top rated in the, you know, video cards and graphic cards for, I do a lot of high end video and photography, drone operating and stuff like that. So yeah. I know NVIDIA is definitely the, the top of the line in that case, you know? Yeah. So I think so, you should consider uh, you know, picking one of the two boxes, go with it. And then as long as you've got those boxes on your, on your TVs, everyone should have no trouble with it. It really is kind of idiot proof. I mean, the, the, the NVIDIA box that I have had three buttons on it. Now, even for me, I was trying to figure out how to turn the thing off because there's not an off button, but you had to hit. You had to hit two buttons at the same time. So they almost went too minimalist because uh, I'm looking at it like, what the heck? So you just give it to a 15-year-old, and you, the moment the 15-year-old has it, it's some sort of magic. And all of a sudden, they, they, they can do things with that, that, that controller that I wouldn't even imagine it can do. Uh, it's yeah. very easy to use, and uh, you get to, to hand the cable, cable boxes back to the cable company and say, thanks for nothing. 
Yeah. Um, and that's what I'd like to do because, you know, they're just taking us over the coals here. They're killing us. And, and even, even with their, you know, internet, it, I got plenty of downloads to be, or, you know, but upload for me to upload large video files, they're giving me six, six gigs you megabits. Know, a second versus yeah. megabits a second, you know, versus 150 down. Right. Uh, when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to shove a, you know, two gig file, Upload, through the yeah. internet to, to another client, it's like, okay, three hours later. Exactly. So when fiber comes to your neighborhood in Bristol, like go net speed, it's, it's synchronous 150 up and down right. for 50 bucks. Right. For $50. I dollars. For exactly. I, I heard you guys talking about that earlier. So, you know. Yeah. We're hoping to have them on our show. We're hoping to have them on our show next uh, Saturday. We had uh, Whip City Fiber on here, if you recall, last fall. Those guys are up there in the buggy whip capital of the world, Westfield, Mass. I mean, the, literally, the buggy whip capital of the world has better fiber, better, better internet than most of us in New England because they have their own power company and they Gigab- ran their own fiber. Gigabit internet for the home for $59 a month. Up at Whip City yeah. Fiber. I mean both directions. You got to love the irony of that. I mean <laughs> it's just the buggy whips are no longer a thing but they've got the best fiber on the planet. I mean Yeah. We got to do that where, more where here. Are the guys out of that are in in uh, West Hartford. Uh they're from uh, Go NetSpeed and I think they're out of Rochester. Um, New York. Yeah, but they've got they've got They've got communities in West Hartford, New Haven, Bridgeport, Pittsburgh, and they're just waiting for people to tell them that they want to come. And I think because we still here in Connecticut are the land of steady habits, clearly, as our voting record would show, yeah, um, we continue to get politics involved. We, we don't, but we continue to take a beating and, and, and say, thank you, may I have another with these yeah. prices? I don't know why we do it, but we do I it. Know. So yeah. it's, it's easy to use, and your comments about why you, don't, you didn't do it yet. Uh, fully is is what we have to fix because it's so simple to use. And again, I admit my wife made me do it too, because I'm I, I got, I've been working with technology all day long. Do I want to mess with my own right. technology at home? But it really was simple, and I really had no reason that I shouldn't have done it. I just procrastinated, yeah. and uh, we're also all guilty of that. But you'll save a ton of yeah. money, you know. Yeah, you that's know. definitely part of the you know the cause here. So very good. Okay, all right, thanks John. for your help, guys. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. We got four lines open for you guys. Uh, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. But before I go to a break, just so you know, we talked about NordVPN last week. They were they got hacked. <laughs> this is a security system where, you know, you can go ahead and surf securely and privately. And this this article is kind of funny. Who's triumphantly slamming the barn door shut after the horse has bolted at warp 9? NordVPN. Now they're going to do things like what? Pen tests. Huh. They're going to do security audits. Oh, that's a great idea. They're going to do RAM-only servers as part of a lockdown plan. Wouldn't you have thought the VPN company would have done that in the first place? This is my point when it comes to anything with technology. Geeks make it work. They don't think about the security in the back end, period. Why do you think I don't do online banking? We'll be right back. We are back. We're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice, so stick around for that. You can, of course, find us via the podcast over at radio.com. You can stream us and, of course, stream any of our, our past shows and podcasts over at radio.com. We've got links to it from computertalkwithtab.com and, of course, from wtic.com. And let's get right to your calls, and we're going to go to John in Killingworth. What's going on, John? 
Hi. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your program. I, I love listening every Saturday. Oh, thanks. Um, I I love the idea of getting away from the cable company. Um, and, uh, you know, it, NVIDIA sounds like a great idea with the YouTube TV. Yeah. The, the, the trouble that I'm <laughs> – I've been listening, and the one thing, unfortunately, uh, in Killingworth, the uh, phone service is, is very poor. I'm not calling from there right now. I'm actually in Rocky Hill. But yeah. basically um, – there, I need sometimes I need a reliable phone line for work because I work from home at you know one day a week, sure. basically. And you know, obviously, it's nice to be able to get a call and actually be able to hear the person. <laughs> um, so, so the extra money that we're spending on the cable is more for the phone line that comes with the package. Um, which, of course, was cheap when you first got it, but then obviously goes way up. Exactly. Getting, they seem right? to want to push these phone services like they're, they're, they're selling them, like they've got some sort of incentive from the government to sell these phone lines. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. So you don't need that phone, that phone service from the Internet company. You can get your own VOIP phone service uh, free. We've talked about UMA. They'll give you a free phone line. Just plug in their box, and you now have a free Phone. I know it sounds weird. You're just going to pay the the FCC taxes if you want to use it. Obviously, you can use a smartphone uh, that uses your Wi-Fi. So, I've done the Wi-Fi calling, and a lot of times it's not quite as good quality it, for well, me. But it could be yeah. both your phone or your uh, your your uh, yeah. It's probably your phone. Um, your version of your phone may not be as smart as it should be to handle Wi-Fi calling because Wi-Fi calling is usually solid as a rock um, on a phone that's current enough. So UMA, right. check out UMA. It's a Samsung you, 7, but I, I was just curious, like in terms of the UMA. Yeah. So it's using, so it'd still be using the internet. Correct. That, okay. All right. But that's, and the, the, theoretically the quality, should, is that basically, it's the same idea though as Wi-Fi calling if you're using your, your phone service? Yep. It's, it's, it's going to use your internet service. Just Now, the, the cable company is trying to emulate copper. Right, so you've got a little emulation coming off of your modem to emulate a copper line, which you're saying is is not that good, right? Or is it good? Right. So well, the cable line, the cable line is fine. Okay. It's just that you know you're paying when you're paying all the extra yeah. money, and you know you don't really need as much. Yeah. You know. Um, yep. So anyway, check out so Uma. Check out Uma. It's free. That's like probably go to the store for that. Basically, I mean, just regular Best Buy type yeah. of thing. Or Pick yeah. it. It's a little box. They'll give it to. They'll give you the line for free. They're going to try to upsell you on all sorts of other features of the phone line. Um, if you want to do that, but you don't necessarily need to, um, you get it for free. You just pay the uh, the taxes on it, the War of 1812 tax, that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. And then you reduce your internet service down to 100 megabits or less. Cut okay. cut your cable service completely, your TV service. Buy a stream, okay. and you're going to save. You know how those guys come out with a solar, right? Hey, you're going to save hundreds on your on your power bill. I just saved you that right now, and it's going to cost you a hundred bucks to buy a streaming device. Okay, and <laughs> you don't need anything thing. on your roof. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry, sorry for interrupting. No. The, the the fiber optic um, that you're talking about, like in West Hartford, yeah. coming to other places. I mean, a, a town like Killingworth that's got like 6,500 people. We seem to, you know, when you don't have much population, you end up getting things kind of at the very end of things. So well, I'm yeah. just wondering, is that, the, is that the only type of thing, I mean, is that type of service only going to be av- available probably in higher, higher populated areas? Well, right, you chose that because you didn't want to hang out with people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're out there. I drive to people. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have it both ways. Uh, so That's right. You're I, right. You're right. I want, that's why I want, partly why I want to move from Killingworth. No offense. To yeah. Killingworth people, but yes. So, yeah, yeah the I answer probably is that you're going to have to wait a bit. But when 5G comes out, 
And you're gonna uh, those services may get to Killingworth eventually, where they're gonna stick up all these these five G towers, or they'll you know however they're gonna disseminate the the signal. Then you're gonna see some nice bandwidth op- opportunities that that are just as fast as uh, fiber. Okay. So someday, oh, cool. but you're probably going to be way down the line. You guys chose it out there. You want to hang out with the deer and the antelope. Don't come whining That's to right. us about technology. I right. uh, still haven't seen a bear yet, but I'm hoping. We see them in Southington like they're hot. They're everywhere. I know. I, know. I hear they're up I've there. I've seen like bears in my own backyard in Bristol. Yeah, I had oh, a wow. I had a seventy pound coyote running for, run across my front yard. A coyote? Oh what am I doing with these coyotes in my yard? Yeah, they're everywhere. They're I know. everywhere. I thought oh. they were only down by the border. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. thank you so much. All right, John, good luck. Our pleasure. Right, take care. Yep, bye-bye. bye-bye. Yeah, the coyotes are crazy. Yeah, we got them in our neighborhood. All they come through and uh, they go yelping in the middle of the night. Yeah, all I can think of is Elaine saying, the dango ate your baby. And <laughs> you see the dango. coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never do a good Australian accent. Let's go on to... Uh, John in Farmington. What's going on, John? Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing okay. So this this call is just basically uh, kind of a, a, a PSA uh, warning. Uh-oh. Um, it's interesting. So we had a phishing attack yesterday, and it was actually more focused around social engineering than it was from a technical perspective. So somebody so got a call. Yeah, go ahead. Yep, we got a call from uh, on a, on a mobile phone, yep. on my wife's mobile phone, and it was spoofed and said literally said Apple, right? Right. Yep. And we're an Apple household. Yep. And um, the the person on the phone said that y- your Apple ID, this is so and so from Apple. Your Apple ID has you know potentially been hacked. Right. Blah blah blah. But what was very interesting about it was that from a social aspect, they had my wife go and check several settings without asking for any personal information, yep. mind you, yeah. go and check several settings on her phone and on our you know, home computers, which right. are Macs yep. at this point. And then, and here's the kicker, after you gained that trust, right. that they asked you, okay, so you need to go to this website. That's and the, the website was, if it, can I mention it? You can, but it's a fake site. It's a phishing That's site. Understood. It could be any URL, but just in case somebody else is having the same problem, yeah. um, it's fast support forward slash whatever ID that they give you from a, right. a numeric perspective. Well, fast support is just a remote access tool for the guys in the third world who are about to take over your account. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's, I'm, I'm listening to it in the background and I'm going, no, no, thank you. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. They'll never call you. Uh, the, right. Apple won't call you. Microsoft won't call you. Right. Nobody's going to call you and tell you your account has been impacted. They won't email you. What you need to do, though, now that you've had this happen to you, is enable two-factor authentication on oh, your. Oh, it's already enabled. Yeah. That's good. Here's, here's the thing. So, but about visiting that URL, most people may not understand that once they visit that URL and or click on a link or download something, then even if your firewall is on. Oh yeah. You right. brought them in. You They're opened the door. You brought them in. Right. You opened the front door. Yeah. So it's, I just thought it was uh, very interesting. I thought I should share with the listening group. I think that's great that you did, and thank you very much for doing so. Ah, no worries. Have a great day, guys. All right. You, too, you open the door and let them in. Then you close the door and lock it, and they're still inside. Yeah, and two-factor <laughs> doesn't prevent that. So if, if, uh, if you give the bad guys the information, nothing's going to stop them, right? Because they're even going to ask you for the two-factor piece. If they've got your password, they're going to say, oh, okay, I see that uh, you have two-factor uh, uh, enabled. Please let me know what the code is. And you're going to tell them. 
And then they're going to change it. Exactly. <laughs> Lock you out. And this happens with even folks targeting you for your bank accounts. If you've got two-factor authentication on your bank, people have actually had the bad guys call them. Hey, you've got a problem with your bank account. They do the same exact trick you just described. They actually do the same exact trick to ask for the two-factor authentication on your and your PIN. You give it to the bad guys, and then they empty your bank account. Um, no one's going to call you and ask you if you've got Prince Albert in a can. Right? Mm. Yep. If you do, let them out. <laughs> I know it's really an old joke. Only like seven people understand it. Yeah. Let's go into Jim in Winstead. Hey, Jim. Morning. How you doing? Doing fine. Funny thing, I got that call yesterday too. You the did. only Apple I have is in the refrigerator. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, so they'll call for Android too, though. But it's just easier to say Apple. Oh, uh, that's my question. Is about uh, I have a new doctor, and their um, uh, site is on what's called Hilo. Okay. It's you. You have to download something from um, Google Play. Is it possible to do that on a desktop? Because I all I have for a phone is just a track phone. I don't know, Jim. Uh, I would, I would think if it's your doctor, they were not going to give you just one way to access that system. There must be a web-based Hilo portal of some kind. Well, um, I went nooping around looking for it. Well, it may not be an app. It may not be in the in the Microsoft App Store because nobody writes anything for them. Um, it could just be a, you know, a URL that you have to check with your doctor and say, "Hey, what's the web portal that I have to use?" Because I don't have an Android device. They so should have look, that for you. I, I went looking on Google Play. Right, and Google Play doesn't have it either. Well, they got it, but it's it's. Who goes back to mobile phones? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go back to your your doctor and say, hey, how do I get this Hilo through a browser? Through a, you have a computer, I hope, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you should be able to get it through just a regular browser through the portal. Okay. That's, That's the way the I would say. Want to know. You, you're you're welcome, Jim. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. But yeah, it's dangerous out there. That that fishing call. You can't trust any of it, guys. I mean, no one's going to call you ever for any of this stuff. Uh, just that the same scams are being used that were used when they call, you know, and they knock on your door and they say they're from the water company or the gas company or whatever. This is the same kind of scam. It's just making a phone call. So there's nothing you can do about it other than realize that no one's ever going to call you. They don't put it this way. Do you really think the companies care that much about you? You got to be as cynical as me. They don't. <laughs> they're not going to call you and say, "Hey, I, we're really concerned because we think somebody hacked into your account." And here we are calling you just to help you. You know, we're just so, you know, warm and fuzzy over here. We want your money. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to call you guys. So remember, if you remember that, you'll be fine. Did you have any other news articles you want to bring up before we go top of the hour? No, I'm, uh, I'm empty. You're tapped out. I'm tapped out. All right. But back in that NordVPN. So we brought that up last time. And uh, believe it or not, these guys are now finally going to use all the things that you should be doing to protect servers. They're going to do security audits, penetration tests. Um, they're going to check for vulnerabilities. They're going to actually have a lockdown plan. Um, now, NordVPN was a, was a highly rated VPN service, but obviously you just can't trust these guys to know what they're doing. And that's my point. You, who, who are you going to trust? I use Proton VPN. They're a Swiss company. Uh, they were created by uh, Swiss military and um, MIT folks. So... But they could be just as lax, too. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be any better. Um, you could, we could have a news article about them in a couple of weeks. Who knows? But my point is, you just never know. Right now, technology and security are diametrically opposed. However, here in Connecticut, we did finally 
I guess, pick a, a cybersecurity person that actually has cybersecurity experience to be the czar rather than a bureaucrat. So we're making we're making progress here in Connecticut. <laughs> um, the old cybersecurity czar per se was literally just a bureaucrat. Uh, had no IT experience whatsoever, but. Well, we don't want anybody in government that actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything. I want to thank Matt for producing. Dr. Leslie's in the green room. He'll be up next giving you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.